Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on through Genesis with chapter 18. In verse 1, it starts out with, The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. So he obviously knew these were important men because it was the hottest part of the day, yet he ran to greet them. In verse 3, My Lord, he said, If it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of the best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant and said, quickly prepare it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the tree. So he having a meal together implies intimacy. And he is creating a meal to have an intimate um, meal together with these three men. In verse 9, Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year. And your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. She was eavesdropping. In verse 11, Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So even the scripture here is saying that Sarah is too old to bear a child. In verse 12, so she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. A few things here. Um, When God asks questions, I like to really pay close attention and make sure I'm thinking about what he's asking me. Anything I'm facing in life, any storms I'm going through, any troubled circumstances that are on my path right now. God's looking out and saying, is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing is too hard for God, and we need to remember that continuously. No matter what we're facing, God has us, and nothing is too hard for God. And then she denies that she laughs. Why would you deny? You know at this point they know this is the Lord. They know that the Lord and um, these men are here together. And (laughs) still, she's like, no, 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 I didn't. And that's always our first instinct, it feels like, when somebody calls you on it. Oh, no, no. But just admit it. And yeah, I laughed because I'm 90 years old. That's why I laughed, you know, but we don't have to deny God and we don't have to 
hide from God. God sees all, hears all, and knows all. And we can be honest with God. God wants us to be honest with him. In verse 16, it continues. Then the men got up from their meal and looked out towards Saddam. As they left, Abraham went with them to send them on their way. Should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. So he is going to be sharing his plans with Abraham, and he wants Abraham to see the ways of the Lord and understand the ways of the Lord and the righteousness and justice of God. And Abraham is a huge important part of God's plan. So he does want to show his plans with Abraham and make sure Abraham understands the ways of God so he can then teach the nations and lead as that example. In verse 20, So the Lord told Abraham, I have heard an outcry from Saddam and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I've, as I've heard. If not, I want to know. And again, God knows all things. We know that God already knows. Verse 22. The other men turned and headed towards Saddam, but the Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? So that's Abraham's. There's going to be seven questions from Abraham here. And we know that seven is the number of completeness, totality, and power. So first he asks, Are you going to sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you still sweep it away and not spare it for their sake? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why would, why you would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same? Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, If... I find 50 righteous people in Saddam. I will spare the entire city for their sake. Then Abraham spoke again. Since I have become, let me speak further to my Lord, even though I am not but dust and ashes. And here he's showing his humility as he approaches God with his third of seven questions. Suppose there are only 45 righteous people rather than 50. Will you destroy the whole city? For the lack of five, and the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 righteous people there. Then Abraham pressed his request further. Suppose there are only 40, and the Lord replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 40. Please don't be angry, my Lord, Abraham pleaded. Let me speak. Suppose only 30 righteous people are found. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if I find 30. Then Abraham said, Since I have dared to speak to the Lord, let me continue. Suppose there are only twenty. And that's question number six. And the Lord replied, Then I will not destroy it for the sake of twenty. Finally, Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me if I speak one more time. Suppose only ten are found there. And the Lord replied, Then I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten. 
When the Lord had finished his conversation with Abraham, he went away, and Abraham returned to his tent. So Lot is living in Sodom at this point, and Lot is Abraham's nephew, and Abraham is interceding for him, and he's showing great humility. But God's also trying to show Abraham the way of God and understand and give him understanding of the balance of righteousness and mercy and justice. And he does that through going through this conversation with him. And God is going to judge the wicked. The wicked will be judged at some point or another. If they don't turn away from their wickedness and accept Jesus as their personal savior, they will be judged by God. And that is the, ta- the, sa- the exact same today as it was yesterday and is the exact same as it will be tomorrow. God is going to judge wickedness. And that is going to happen. So having that faith in Jesus is so vital and so important. And God wanted to show Abraham the importance of balancing righteousness with justice. And and you can be merciful, but you have to hold people accountable for their actions. And unless you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're accountable for your own sins. And you're responsible for your own sins. And the consequence of sin is death. So... If you don't turn to Jesus, you face an eternity of death and continual dying again and again. And Jesus takes away that consequence for us. When he died on the cross, he took that on himself so that if we believe in him, we don't have to face the consequences of our sins. We can trust Jesus that he cleanses us white as snow. He purifies us and he makes us whole. And he took that on himself when he died on the cross so that we don't have to. And it's a free gift. All we have to do is accept Jesus and he's right there next to us. So that takes us through chapter 18 and we'll continue on in chapter 19 tomorrow and see what happens if we do find 10 righteous or not in the towns of Saddam and Gomorrah. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.